0: What's going on, internet? I'd like to welcome you guys back to Respectfully Speaking, the place where we talk about all things geek. Thanks for tuning in to episode number one. Now, before we get into the topics, if you're watching the YouTube version of the podcast on YouTube.com slash Respectfully Speaking, know this show is available on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and all other major platforms. My name is James, and I'm finally here with my two co-hosts today, Jason and Malcolm. Continuing on, uh, we have a lot of news to talk about. Um, so many things from anime, comic books, live action, etc. But the first thing I wanted to talk about is this Japanese animation movie by the great Miyazaki. If you know Miyazaki, he is known for a lot of his animation style. He's part of, um, I believe, Miyazaki is known for the Studio Ghibli works. Um, Definitely. So have you seen *Spirit Away*? Definitively, Right. So if you've seen Spirit Away, he made those movies. And he's always been known throughout the past 10 years. He always made like one movie and said, this was the final movie I was going to make. But then the passion in him just can't turn away from cinema. So he always comes back and back again. I say all that because he came out with a new movie called The Boy in a Heron trailer. It's his first film in 10 years. And what's interesting about this one is because he said this would be his last movie like two weeks ago but literally last week it came out and he was like i got some more in me so after seeing the trailer i want to start with jason over here from the trailer what do you think about it what's your thoughts on it? your impressions just like you
1: said hayao miyazaki is literally like a legend as far as just anime movies go Studio ghibli movies have fans far and wide whether you're into anime or not a lot of people just love their movies and love their films and honest to goodness i saw the trailer and i thought to myself like i don't know how he did it but he did it so i've been saying this for ages with uh new school animation like sometimes it goes so far in the opposite direction that you just like just pour a bunch of like animation budget into making everything look flowery or flashy or the explosions or whatever whatnot Mm -hmm. but somehow some way they kept the almost like grounded, hand-drawn animation style that, that his work is known for, like movies like Spirited Away, um, House Moving Castle, Princess okay those movies. But somehow like I'm looking at it as, like this mm-hmm. movie looks beautiful. It has like that like trippy, like almost supernatural, like but fantasy style. Sort of like shows like Holic but at the same time still has its own air and from what I'm seeing, it looks like he's trying to break the mold a little bit instead of doing the same old, same old. Because a lot of people like to trap him in his, like, his box of just like, hmm, feel good movies. But if you know anything about Hayao Miyazaki, he's pretty depressing in real life. He even says dumb quotes <laughs> like, oh, you you shouldn't like watch more than one of my movies a year because life is too... You shouldn't get too happy because life ain't like my movies. I'm like, that's a crazy thing to say. But Yeah, stop being too happy. This movie looks breathtaking. I'm, I'm excited for it. I
0: don't know about you guys. Okay, good. How about you, Malcolm?
2: I, um, I'm i not going to lie. I have not seen any of these movies at all. I have not seen any Miyazaki Studio Ghibli films. I'm like behind. I know. You can shake your head. It's okay. We've been oh, over yeah, this. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I to, talked Malcolm? to James. I'm not going to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it right now on camera. But <laughs> Just know there's a very valid, good reason as to why I have not seen any of them. There probably um, that's why i'm not anticipating there is a very good reason i'm not gonna explain it right now maybe <laughs> i'll explain it at the end if if y'all really like that curious about it there's a very good reason mm-hmm. but i didn't really care for the trailer i'm sure it's going to be a great movie i'm sure it's going to be a hit but like i don't really have much more to say i just know there's a very good reason and i'm gonna wait until i watch any of these movies so i have no input are you gonna watch I'm this sure movie and watch the other
1: ones or just watch
2: this movie? I'll let someone else figure that out first.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. Oh my God. James what knows, what I'm, James, yeah, what, James knows what I'm talking about.
0: James knows what I'm talking about. yeah, he has a Hold very on, toxic wait, idea.
2: Jam- James, and is my point valid? You know what, I, what I'm talking about.
0: I know what you want to talk about. I think it's wrong.
2: <laughs> you think it's wrong? I think it's I a think great it's idea. Um, okay. it's,
0: it's a great idea and a concept, but come on, man. Come on. It's a great idea, um, but okay, keep going. Sure. Uh, I would say for me, uh, Miyazaki has always had a special place in my heart, especially with the Studio Ghibli movies, because Spirit of the Way was the very, I think that's everyone's first movie introduction into his world because his, his art style is very, uh, really unique to the eye. Like, if you've iconic. seen His art style, exactly, it's iconic. If you've seen his art style, you've seen it many other times in his other movies, which is good. And Miyazaki is right. A lot of his themes deal with, a lot of depression, uh, depressing stuff. But he does it in such a way where it doesn't leave you... After you watch a movie of his, even though the theme might be depressing, you don't leave the film feeling sad or or, um, or um, pretty much sad, essentially. It's similar to um, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, you walk out, you feel terrified, you feel sad, right? But when you watch Miyazaki, even though it's a very depressing film, you walk out of it, there's still a way where you get that positive catharsis, that, that feeling of... Okay, I really enjoyed this story, and I can, I can walk away from this and continue on with life. But there's so much in his films that we really sit down and break it down. There's so much layer to characters, the world, and everything of that nature. So seeing this, I'm excited to see what he cooks up. The trailer looks very good. I like the soundtrack that was going for. I love the—seems uh, like the story seems very interesting about a boy— I guess, in this new world, trying to discover what it is. So, let's see what happens to it, man. Um,
1: I do have a question Honestly, I'm
0: excited. What's up, buddy?
1: So, you've already... So, I'm assuming that you've already seen this movie, but just the sub, and I know that this is going to get an English adaptation. Do you, do you know anything about that?
0: I know nothing about this movie. I've never seen this movie at all. Alright, we gotta watch it, then. And follow yeah, back oh, up Oh, yeah, we gotta watch it. We 100% gotta watch it. I think Marvel? it's coming out. Oh, here's... Here's a... Oh, yeah, Malcolm... For whatever reason. Uh, I know the reason, but um, an interesting tidbit about this movie, too, is that Miyazaki purposely stated that he wanted to do as minimal or just no marketing as possible. He wanted to do no marketing for his movie. But I think think whoever was on his side was like, we got to at least put a trailer out, dude. We got to at least let people know it's happening. So he did it. I always found it very interesting how he's a guy who cares about artistic integrity, but he does not care about promotion whatsoever, which I find very. um, I don't know. I, he I just think it's partially me. because
1: advertising can be often misleading. Like you know, the Dune trailer, that yeah, joint had true. like eighty, like nine percent Zendaya. The actual
0: movie had like three percent Zendaya, bro. Y'all like Zendaya, so you know. They we sold we, it. We, we like, all. We it.
2: all do. Hold on, hold on. We all do. Uh. do you mean y'all? Hmm?
1: But when the uh, movie came out, the movie did not even resemble what the trailer did, in my opinion. Unless you were at the Doom books and you knew what was going on. But maybe that's why he's not
0: pro advertisement and all that other stuff. But. Mm-mm, maybe, maybe. Okay. What do you think, Malcolm? Do we have any more thoughts?
2: Um, first of all, we all love Zendaya. I just want to shout out Zendaya. Um... Anyways, she's a great actress. Um. Hypothetical question If you were to choose which one of his movies to watch first, which one would you choose? Like, first,
0: Spirit of Princess Okay, mm. That one is a good option, too.
2: Different, different, like takes. they're
0: the, they're the top two. If you want to get into it, they're Princess, uh, what do you say, Mononoke. <laughs> Mononoke? Mononoke. Yeah, and Spirit of the Way. Spirit of the Way, for me, was just easier because the concept... Well, both of them are easy, but Spirit of the Way is easy as a concept. I won't spoil it to you what it is, but as the world and plot of itself was really straightforward, very simple, where the plot was simple, but the, it allowed the world to be really complex in nature. And I think Princess was also similar in that aspect, but I don't know, just Spirit of the Way was my first gateway. Different things they were trying to communicate, though. Exactly. Right, right. So, but... Speaking on the anime train, we also got announced something that Jason was very excited about because he loves fighting moves, because he's black and we love fighting. Um, The House of Lee. So Bruce Lee is getting an anime adaptation and it's going to be like this nice old uh, retro style uh, art style. And it's coming out soon. I forgot when it's supposed to be coming out, but it's coming out. But Jason wanted me to put this on a note. So Jason, tell us your thoughts on this trailer.
1: Well, just like I was mentioning earlier, like, there's so much that has changed in the last 30 years of animating. And a lot of it's most of it's for the better, but I feel like we kind of get lost in just, like, kind of just one-upping and one-upping and one-upping so much so that a lot of projects get bogged down by the sheer magnitude of the, of the work that you need to do, the detail that you need to, like, keep consistent throughout an entire episode to the point where a lot of like really good shows don't get renewed because of the cost of production but i'm looking at this show and for me i'm just seeing like old time He looks like the same hand-drawn like type of old style animation but what you're finding here is just really really good choreography i don't know if any of you've ever seen the original dragon ball anime or animes like kenichi Mightiest disciple or any other martial arts anime but when you nail it you nail it and what i'm finding is like if you can scale back and just keep it to the basics then you can put all that extra effort towards making sure that you get the simple thing done so well you nail it and that's what i'm seeing this might be i don't know to what degree the story is going to take obviously this is going to be a fiction to a certain degree um literally in the trailer you see him turn into a dragon but i'm pretty sure that's just more of like a oh It's, like, symbolizing the way that he moves. We'll we'll see. It's a
2: nice symbolism
1: thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, come on now. A visual analogy of the way he moves. But it's awesome. I'm all about Martial Arts Anime. Check out the trailer. As soon as it comes out, I'm on that joint.
0: If I could watch American... Jake Dragon, what was that show back in the day? American American Dragon, Jake the American Dragon. American Dragon, Jake. There, there it is. Jake the American Dragon. If I can watch a little boy turn into a dragon, that sounds probably bad. But if I can watch a boy, if I can watch a show, a character turn into a dragon, where are you going with this? Keep going. (laughs) I can watch. I can understand Bruce Lee becoming a dragon in the anime. That's all I'm saying. It won't be too out of line for me. That's all I was trying to get across. Find a magic stone.
2: It's going to be, Dragon Tales. Gonna be okay. Dragon Tales. It's going to be Dragon
0: Tales, but with Bruce Lee.
2: <laughs> I would Dragon watch
0: it. That's pos- nice. I don't I say would watch watch it. It. I would watch it. I The fire scene like song, Tail. a
2: fire opening, that actually sounds kind of tough. I'm yeah. not going to yeah.
0: lie. Honestly. You know, it, maybe you've got the modern version of Rock the Dragon. in there. Yes. 100%. No.
2: I agree. But the, I agree with Jason that the art style actually is like really nice. Um, obviously, we don't know much from the yeah from the trailer but like it's really refreshing i like that it's just like it's colorful but in like a nice vibrant way it's not too flashy and bright but it's not too dark and like like disturbing it just it, it has the right type of vibe and tone at least off to me after watching it the first couple of times so i'm actually excited just for the art style alone but we'll see how the story actually so carries things
1: I also do you think it's gonna be in
2: dub too i, I just follow uh, Everything gets dubbed
1: very quickly nowadays and something like this would definitely be a hit among Western audiences. Besides, there's a lot of, there's a lot more than just America that speaks English as far as like anime.
0: Not as good as us though, we're established,
1: Like, <clears throat> all the cats in no, the we're UK. we're better at
0: English. I think uh, UK doesn't have uh, English. They have whatever they, whatever they have. Um, the loser English, that's what it is. Um, personally, house of lee i yeah i think it'll get dubbed only because it's bruce lee and it's a big name if it wasn't then i don't think so but because of this and plus the way anime dubs have been progressing in the past like five six years of good quality voice actors it'd be foolish to not have a bruce lee dub either um yeah man we'll just have to wait and see plus Um, everything gets dubbed everything is dubbed everything is dubbed nowadays exactly so we'll see how it goes. But speaking of Bruce Lee having his own anime, we have an anime that turned into live action in the past two three weeks, known as Goat Piece, but the official name yeah. is known as yeah. One Piece. Oh, man, just piece. So, Somebody retired uh, one immediately. <laughs> so One Piece live action came out a couple of weeks ago, and just bef- before I continue, Malcolm, did you finish it? I've seen enough. That's not my answer. That's my I, not my question. I, that, that answers your question. I've seen enough. Uh, Jason, did you finish it? Halfway through. Whoa, whoa, whoa. wait! Uh, what episode uh, these, are you these on? These are anime fans. Web- uh, yeah, so
2: what I'm episode. Oh, oh, I'm uh, past. At least I'm past that. I'm past that.
0: Okay, okay, okay,
2: okay. What's what you want, Malcolm? I'm on episode five. Oh my gosh, bro! I'm sorry that well, what I, I will, will say. You. Will,
1: uh. What I will say. What I will say. So what I've seen. I can review I don't know how much Better it gets mm-hmm. I already know I'm going to have The, the Unpopular opinion Okay oh, You yeah, are a blind well. Fanboy All week long Because mm. Jason Like to be mm. a gatekeeper That's what mm. it is That's what I'm it is. not
0: a gatekeeper I'm not gonna lie, I've been
2: waiting like two weeks to hear this, so like keep, I just go off. I need Honestly. to hear it. Me? V? Well,
0: let I mean. Let me mean, introduce right. the total. Wait, let me introduce the topic.
1: You, we, we topic already know we're talking so... about One Piece's live action. It dropped on Netflix, and everybody and their grandma was posting about it all week long.
0: Eff- true. Now, speaking of that, Jason, since you wanna interrupt me, uh, not only with One Piece live action, but yes, yes, One Piece live action finally came out on Netflix soaring reviews most critics liked it if you go on social media a lot of fans enjoyed it you might find some fans that might complain a little bit about uh, the adaptability quality of the material but overall most people liked it and we are we're here did one piece live action live up to being a great anime two two part question two part question did it live up to be a great an, uh, adaptation of the manga slash anime and then two is it now definitively one of if not the best live action adaptation do
1: you want to answer now jason go jason go go yes go ahead, and you. yes Kendall, so jason, speak your no mind. mind i just said yes and yes
0: oh yes and yes okay i can like something
1: and have criticisms at the same time believe it or not no, okay so let's just get it right. First things first, this is the best production value I've ever seen of any live action anime. This is better than Bleach's live action. This is better than the Death Note live action, whatever the heck that was. This is better than, um, everyone. Everything's better than Dragon Ball Evolution, Avatar, The Last Airbender.
0: That's true. Set perfect.
1: Casting perfect. Soundtrack beautiful. They even took a lot of creative liberties with the script and just to make it a little bit more workable because everyone knows One Piece is a very outlandish. Goofy in the way that it's written, directed, in the manga and the anime. So you have to take your li- liberties, but I cannot say that the acting is all that. And I think this is where me and James differ. I, when I first started watching, my first thing I was like, oh my gosh, I, I don't know, because there's certain things that like I've seen, I've been watching One Piece since I was eleven. 13 years, I'm there, I'm here, I literally had the volume of manga, I'm literally watching the first episode, and I grabbed my manga, I'm like, hmm, I don't remember it like that, where's the narrator, why don't we have a narrator, everything is being told first, I'm sitting here just nitpicking, I'm sitting there like, I have to calm down, I really do, because I'm watching this, and I'm just like, losing my mind, because Gold D. Roger He didn't say the thing the way that he's supposed to say it. uh, There's so many things. I literally called James like four different times with a lot of nitpicks about the beginning because, again, I think One Piece starts off with this bold right punch just saying, bam, there's this world, there's this guy, he's the beast, king of pirates, he's everything. And they got him there, he's about to die, and then... He just says this speech. They they don't say it like somebody's like, hmm, "What are your final words or whatever." He just says it, and it's just so clear. And he was like, "Hey, I'm him. I did everything. I've been everywhere, and I've, I've everything the world has to offer. I've seen. If you want my treasure, come and find it." He's literally bossing up on everyone right before he dies. Like that that level of just you ever seen The Godfather that level of like a boss like that. When I'm watching the live action, there was a level of that grandiose that just wasn't there. Also, why didn't they off-screen him?
0: Why did they off-screen him?
1: Because then you, you got him stabbing and he's just doing this like, Ooh. and he passes out and dies. It's embarrassing. He's the king of pirates.
0: Okay, All So right. those okay, things are
1: like, really made me want to just like, man, this is just I thought to myself, man, it don't matter how much money you put in these joints, man, there's always something. And then I was like, Jason, you have to calm down. If I want to see that again, I can just go back and watch the original One Piece or grab the manga and read it again. So calm down. The acting is still not there. It's the same way like in superhero movies. You see a superhero movie's acting, generally, there's like a couple of really good roles and the rest of them are very like cheesy. sounds like they just like practice right before then. Flat lines, similar. Also, down D stairs.
0: <laughs> Wait, who? Say that again? <laughs> down D stairs. Remember that? Giant oh. <laughs> I know that one. I know you're talking well. about.
1: <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. I really liked it. I thought it was really good. I think the acting has some, leaves something left to be desired, but the casting is spot on. I think um, there's just aspects of it that are just a little bit harder. almost jarring because again it's almost impossible to nail like the one piece vibe without sounding goofy because there's just a level of goofiness to it and when it's in live action our brains are kind of like uh people would never talk like that but one piece isn't like people in real life so i have to take it with a grain of salt and i would still say it's a really really good adaptation the best i've ever seen
0: Hmm. interesting okay malcolm
2: (sighs) i was really honestly i really enjoyed that um I just want to let the audience know <laughs> that this will be three different opinions with two very diehard One Piece fans. Um, and then me, because I'm not a die-hard One Piece fan. Um, as you can My see, daughter, a, if, if anyone is watching, um, the actual GOAT, I don't know what James is talking about. Um, if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Um, but I did watch the One Piece live-action adaptation, and I went in knowing that I had watched enough episodes to know what would be going on, but I wouldn't get every single clue or Easter egg or thing that was hidden. And I really enjoyed when James would, like, call me and, like, update me, and he'd be like, oh, I noticed this one thing in this one scene. But I was like, okay, that's really cool that they did that for the Die Hard fans. Um, But I also think they did a good job for, like, the casual viewers, people who've seen a little bit of One Piece, like me, or people who haven't seen anything at all. And you can still watch it and enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed it. I would think it was a really solid um, adaptation. I would say of a show, like, because they did take some creative liberties of changing some things, and they needed to because, like Jason said, that you, you can't just like full CGI everything. One, they probably didn't have the budget, but two it was like it just it wouldn't work. One Piece is too goofy in the anime and the manga for it to do it live action. But how they did it, how they changed it, how they made it work, I really appreciated um, the acting. I agree isn't like top-notch but at the same time this is season one of a show that a lot of us were already like writing off and thought we were going to hate so comparatively i thought it was solid i wouldn't complain about anything um the set design costumes sound production um the the scripts everything was solid i think my favorite characters that i watched was probably shanks and he wasn't even in that many episodes he's obviously like a side that's as one piece point. as you
0: can get yeah. not being around—that's yeah, that's yeah one exactly
2: piece. <laughs> or um and then uh i probably say zoro i think he nailed his the actor nailed his character like absolutely and uh um hmm. Zoro. think yeah and yes yes uh, yeah no i think that would be in my top three like actors who actually nailed their role um, so overall I enjoyed it And to answer your second question Yes, I think this is the best live action adaptation Like I actually would recommend this to people Compared to any other live action adaptation That we don't speak of um, I don't even know if there is any other Because they probably don't exist
0: yeah. Wait until Naruto one comes out you know, I, uh, you know, that one. Mm-hmm. It's ninja, is it a good word?
1: If they did a prequel We're going to redo that episode um, We yeah. did a prequel of Dragon Ball that would be dope Anyways. Right.
0: Anyways. Um so when it, so context, me and Jason both read, read the manga of One Piece. Jason started One Piece way earlier than me. I started during the pandemic, but then ever since then I've been reading the manga. And so I understand some of Jason's concerns and frustrations, especially how maybe that adaptation may not may not get the minute details that might make you as a One Piece fan fall in love necessarily. But there's some things where As I was rereading the particular saga that this live action is adapting. Because you got to think about it. This is adapting a saga. Not just an arc. This is adapting the saga of East Blue. Which, if you're talking about an anime version, that's the first 55-ish episodes. If you're talking about the manga, that's around 95 to 96 chapters that they adapted for this 8 episode. And even though, for me, it was a tight 8 episodes, it... For me, it didn't feel rushed. It felt like... Now, depending on who you talk to, even talk to Jason, Jason focuses... And and Jason's opinion isn't wrong either. I get his critique. If you want those minor characters, those those moments that really make you be like, man, this really is one piece to me in my heart, there is going to be some of that, but there's also not going to be a lot of it. Because the live-action... Adaptation is focused on being the Kai of One Piece. It is a streamlined version that tells you the plot beats, the character developments, and the motivations of each character, and it pushes it along, but they still find a good time within moments to have those quiet breathing moments to really dive into uh, character dynamics. For example, um, I think this is something you both saw because this is during the Sanji um, reveal. Uh, You had Zoro and Nami Share alcohol, they, they shared a drink together, and it was like one of those quiet moments where you know that's not in the manga at all, but it was a great moment for those two to really sit down and discuss and talk about pretty much how they view the world and how they see their current situations, essentially. And it's things like that, those creative liberties like that, that made me really appreciate that, this adaptation. Especially, I'm gonna say it here, there's Some stuff here in the live action, I actually preferred than in the manga and in the anime itself. Um, And I know that might be blasphemy for some One Piece fans to hear because it's like, but Oda is the GOAT and Oda is great at writing the One Piece. But I think the way, the medium of live action sometimes has like a good advantage compared to how the manga is. For example, like with the manga, like in the beginning, You can take your time with things. You can take your time building the world and having this one particular plot line. Whereas in live action, you got to immediately throw the main plot, the subplot, the characters. You got to really start having story beats happening because if you don't wow people in the first five to 10 minutes anymore with some intrigue, you lose a good portion of viewers. That's just the way it is nowadays in the media. The other thing as well is that When it comes to the acting, I felt like the acting was good. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, like they should win an Oscar or anything like that. But it wasn't anything where I'm sitting there and be like, man, you're taking me out the scene type of acting. It was good. Like, I feel like everybody, I I will say this, though. Um, It felt like the first three episodes, everyone was trying to find their footing on exactly how they should act, how they should talk, how they how they should behave. Um, Luffy, especially, I feel like if you watch the first episode with Luffy's uh, actor, he overpronounces his words very harshly in a way, where it kind of makes me feel like, man, it feels like you kind of like with the school, like you, I, yeah, I, like you. I like, think I've
2: read somewhere that he's not a native English speaker and like he learned English not. for the s- script. Yeah, so oh, like yeah, why he's he's, he's pronouncing every English word because that's like what he's learning actively.
0: That's what you're taught. Yeah, you're yeah. taught to pronounce it how, that way. And so it comes off, comes across unnatural to us because we kind of, like, shorten things, abbreviate mm-hmm. some Which is pretty um, impressive. It's pretty impressive for him to learn this. Um, what's your thoughts, but, Jason? You're already looking up at the sky. No. <laughs> Again, I feel like you're oversimplifying yes, I don't care that you're Brazilian. I think you're
1: oversimplifying my critique. <laughs> I didn't even finish
0: it. I didn't even finish I know, it. I know, I know, but...
1: So, Go but, ahead, bro.
0: I'm just simply saying, and the other thing, too, is... First of all, Nami's character from beginning to end, I thought the actress did phenomenally well. Because one thing about Nami's character that I think is underrated, not just in the manga, anime, but also in the live action that I feel like you could see. Nami has, the actress has the most difficulty for acting for the other ones. Because um, I was watching this YouTube uh, channel and they said the best. If Luffy's the heart of the crew, Nami is the overworking brain cell that keeps the crew going. And she has to interact with these characters in different ways. She has to deal with Luffy's optimism, Zoro's kind of like uh, nonchalant behavior, Sanji's romantic advances. Which, by the way, that's one thing I did like about in the live action than in the manga is that in the manga and the anime, Sanji's a little creepy, a little bit, a little too abrasive. Whereas, at least in the live action, he's just seen as a romantic guy and it's kind of, it, it lands better for me. And then also with Usopp's character, her like it, she has to work with so many different characteristics. Whereas I don't feel like the other actors had to deal with that as much, uh, so she gets a lot of my props, for, uh, praise for that. Zoro, come on, I I think we all can agree Zoro's actor was pretty good, even though he came across a little bit ed- edgy. I like that about him, uh, and the fact they made three swords work in live action, come on, I I think that has to be something to praise about. Um, the only actor that it took me a while to really build towards liking and really getting into was Usopp, because the the when he was introduced in the third episode, it felt like he was acting and not being Usopp in a way, and like I, it was his. It was his delivery of the lines, it was his mannerisms, it was the way he would talk. It felt like he read the script and just overacted the scene instead of just being into it. And I didn't feel like we got the real Usopp until right around Sanji's arc is where I was like, okay, cool, he's actually like selling selling it in. And then I won't spoil, I guess I could, I mean, you guys watch the One Piece anime. I'm not spoiling, That's we know what happens. happens yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it, yeah, but they do change a lot of stuff. Okay. Like, you say guys it. think it's Greater Liberties now, Just Just they it. change a lot now. So, but one thing that they did keep was Usopp's uh, heroic fight against the Fishman uh, with the slingshot. Initial. I wanted to see that, and I think the actor pulled it off extremely well during that uh, fight. Um, but I was like, what's up? What? Did they keep Usopp Stop
1: hammering that mug?
0: No. They had the slingshot You're right the slingshot. I am a
1: nitpicky And I do want the Small little moments you're a nitpicky. That come back to my childhood But it's okay
0: Yeah So but they have All like the big moments You read in the manga Is the big moments You see here too And and they do change Some things So for example Mihawk Oh my gosh like Mihawk's character Oh he looked cool Yeah he looked
2: cool In yeah.
0: this live action When he comes on the scene You're like This man's swinging A big behind Now mind you I'm sure it's probably Lightweight in real life But the way he's making it Feel like it's like A heavy swing You can I'm feel like, the weight ahead. Of it on the set Yeah you that's Yeah, important. you know? That's very important. Um overall and, and overall, I end overall I'll say this. I really did enjoy the story of this saga. They kept it very close, pretty much identical to be honest. Like if you if you are like James, I don't wanna read one hundred chapters of a manga before you guys say it gets good, which in my opinion the the manga's good first chapter. Okay, let's make that you. clear. All right. Anyone, any One Piece fan who tells you started a later point of a saga or show or, or arc or whatever is wrong. The show starts at chapter one, not chapter whatever. Anyway, the other thing too is the way they did Arlong in this is very interesting because it didn't change him up or anything like that, but they did change some things about Nami's backstory related to Arlong that I think actually works really well in this live action. Um, like you still, get, what they what they do with creative liberties. Is They don't change How the story ends They just either enhance A scene or a moment That you probably saw In anime or manga But you still get The same emotional impact Like the way Usopp Defeats the fisherman In this show Is a little Is way different Than how it is in the anime But you still get The same accomplishment The same Like there you go Usopp You're showing some bravery For the first time You're doing good And Luffy's battle With Arlong Fantastic special effects Like this side note, because I don't I know I'm going to rain here, but side note. Luffy having uh stretchy abilities in live action just shows you that we can have stretchy characters in live action from Fantastic Four. We don't need to limit them, it don't look as ridiculous, so it works well. Um and I did I know I know some One Piece fans online had a little 50-50 split on Garp and Kobe's involvement. <clears throat> in this season because if you read the anime and the manga after kobe decides he wants to become a marine he's kind of off screen for a while he's gone like i was kind of surprised yeah, like gone. from my
2: input like i was like i don't remember him being in the show that much like yeah. during these sessions so i was like they're definitely just like adding him in which I, I think i appreciated because i think it added more to the story instead of and they didn't have time to do separate episodes so I, I think it, it worked for me personally
1: I think Assert is as a good B plot.
2: Yes, yes.
0: he's a good B plot. Um yes. Foiling
1: what's happening with the crew so that it, it never feels like Man, like man, just just running and running and running. You get like a B plot, something else entirely different happening, especially with someone who's related to uh Luffy.
2: Yes. And they've revealed that. They've revealed that really early. Um I was watching with Corey and like I did not... I didn't... So, since I didn't watch that far ahead, I didn't even know that he was his grandfather. And so, like, that's shocked I was shocked ask you,
0: me. did you know that? I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, no, I
2: didn't watch... That. Corey told me that was, like, 250 episodes into the show. It's like... Oh,
0: No, okay. you, you would have... If you kept watching for, like, another, like, 10, 15 episodes, you would have found out. Okay. Like, it's not that far away. Okay. But it's like, that's why I... Yeah, he wasn't that far. That's why I was gonna ask you. I was like, "Man, does Malcolm know that Garp is Luffy's grandfather?" No, I do I don't now. Know he knows that yet. I, I do <laughs> yeah. now. Luffy's
1: family. Yeah. Oh, there's so that's much. A uh, that's I'm a different story. story. That's a different story. story. I have, I have yeah. two
2: points before we like move on. Um, one, What's I don't that? know if you guys heard, but did you um, know that the uh, they have a Japanese dub on the Netflix and the Japanese I told you dub? About that. Okay, yeah, I thought that was really cool when I first heard that. That the Japanese dub is the original voice actors of the actual anime. So I was like, that's really cool for fans who, like, love the show and grew up watching it, and, or at least in sub. And Some people watch it 4Kids. Yes. That, like, they get the authenticity of it.
1: Bro, what if they brought in uh, the 4Kids voice actors?
2: I <laughs> no. I was waiting for that.
1: <laughs> no. For a 4Kids dub version?
2: You are waiting for
0: me to say that? No. No, I was waiting for them to, to do be...
2: that. That would have that been...
0: <laughs>
2: Fantastic. But
0: that's why, that's... That's why, for people, if you if you do feel like the acting's just taking you out, it's not Jason specifically, just overall the people. If you feel like the acting or the voice is just not hitting it for you, the Japanese dub is right there where you get the the same voices you get from the anime. So it, I, that's why I like about this show is that it feels like from the writers, the cast, the producers, everybody on deck wanted to show their love for One Piece, and I feel like it really showed, especially with how they crafted this story. Now. I did say they take they took some creative liberties. So if you guys don't mind me spoiling what happens, uh, I can tell y'all. So... Just, just say it. In this first season, we know the A-plot was Luffy building his power crew and the B-plot was Garb and Kobe. In the B-plot, Kobe's dead. I'm kidding. It's not dead. I'm kidding. He's not dead. I actually believe <laughs> you. <know> the <that>. B-plot, Jason... <laughs> <laughs> I was He's like, gonna be really mad. I was <laughs> I'm <like, laughs> about to go crap my like, volume no, like, what is it? <laughs>
1: Look, Kobe's still alive, you know, but, like, um, according to my calculation. <laughs> but
0: in, in reality, though, um, the way it ends is that obviously you have uh, Luffy versus Arlong, Luffy defeats Arlong in a very spectacular way. Oh my gosh, it's so well done, and everyone's celebrating, having a good time. But finally, Garp and Kobe meet. Uh, the pirate Luffy's straw hat crew on the island, and Garp challenges Luffy to a fight because Luffy says, I want to be a pirate. I want to go across the Grand Line, and Garp is like, okay, fight me then. And Luffy gets demolished by his grandfather. His father tears him I a figure. whole new one. Luffy has nothing against his man, and Garp has him, like, held up up in the sky and is like, you want to be a pirate boy? You really want to be a pirate? And Luffy, without hesitation, is saying, yes, he still wants to be a pirate. And Garb lets him, he sets him down, and he's like, I know you always wanted to be. I just had to make sure first. And Luffy's like, you couldn't have went harder? You couldn't have went, like, a little softer? And Garb was like, I just had to make sure he was ready, because what I, what, what I am is nothing compared to how they are out there, which I thought was very interesting change compared to the manga anime, because you don't see that in the anime or nothing like that. But Garp's journey in in this live action is depicted, his arc in this is depicted as he's an old man trying to hold on to the old ways. He's trying to restrain the new age pirates. Whereas what he's learning in this arc is that you have to let these new pirates go like there are going to be new marines kobe is going to be that new marine that's going to go after these new age pirates you have to instead of holding the senior position instead of like holding it and refusing people to grow teach the young recruits so that way they can eventually take your spot and continue the morals and values you want in the marines so i thought that was a very interesting growth in terms of garb's character in this season uh but it's, there's multiple things too but that's the key factor
2: yeah um so. one last point uh, I believe his name is Django in the anime and manga. The Michael he Jackson- was nowhere to see him. I was so disappointed. I was like the first thing oh. I was looking forward to. He wasn't in there.
1: I think if they had put Django in there, it would have satiated all my other. Because, again, like, he was almost a foil mm-hmm. to Captain. Um, what's his
2: the, name? The, not, James Jordan. The, the, the guy. Captain kind of Smoker? No. No. The oh butler. God. Which one? Thank you. The cat. Oh, the The butler. cat, the oh, cat
1: guy. Kuro. 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 Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Captain Kuro. Django was a good foil. I was literally reading the manga. Honestly, nothing makes me read the One Piece manga like watching the live action. I'm just pull the volume four, just like. Where Django at? I'm not gonna hold you up. I'll wait for that BC. scene. They didn't have. I know. It was right. I. Know. And to then have a guy like
2: walked backwards into the shot. I would have. i like, yeah, this is this is GOAT. Like, this is- dude, if
1: they did that, I don't care how bad the acting was. It would have been good acting to me. Actually, I would hope that he wasn't good at moonwalking, but thought yes. he was good at moonwalking and saw so that yes. on the show. That would have been hilarious. But no, I'm we didn't you get it. I'm going feel
0: that way. I, I would say from my perspective, as someone who has. Read all those contents and everything like that. After I was done watching this, Malcolm knows this too, because like each the first episode when they introduced Buggy the Clown as a post credit tease, I was giddy in my seat. Like I watched a superhero post credit scene for the first time. I was like, he looks fantastic. He looks good. Um, and I love how they make him, because in the one in the One Piece anime, they make Buggy Buggy's still menacing. In, a, in a, he's like a killer. He's a he's a, not a good guy at all, but. I think with the, I think because of the tone and atmosphere of One Piece, we we see Buggy might be a little bit more considered lighthearted in the anime. When not really, he, like his motives, what he's done is still bad. It's just that because you have Luffy as a perspective, it's seen as lighthearted. Whereas in the show, I love how they died into like the killer clown type of aesthetic. Um, and then speaking of which, the other tease that I loved was the end of season one when They tease Jason, knows who this person is because is in the next saga. It has Captain to be Crocker. Was t- oh, it's
2: never mind. Yeah, I forgot, um, about, I forgot about the dude.
1: Or I even know. the fact that they mentioned Baroque Works right in the beginning of the show.
0: Oh, yeah, bro. Can we talk about that? Okay, first of all, one last thing I want to just one thing I want to say before I let Jason talk. They One thing I really did love about this show is that how they brought in stuff that happens later on in the story. This is how you know it's One Piece fans. You know it's not people who just read the assignment of, okay, this this saga, all right, cool. No, these are people who definitely been reading One Piece after the saga. did the homework. Because one thing they did here that Malcolm doesn't know is that the introduction of Zoro, the first scene when he's finding Mr. Seven, that's off screen. We don't get that anime in the manga we get that referenced like in, a text. in one scene, like in a text in the manga and like one statement from Zoro in the anime about how he fought Mr. Seven because he recognized who this, who this organization was. But I love how they took that and they were like, no, we're going to show this. And that's one thing that they do. They take stuff that's supposed to be off screen like Kobe's training, his development, but they're like, no, we're going to show Kobe actually training and becoming a good Marine. That's why I'm not surprised. Actually, I'll say that for the next topic. But that's why... I really do like this anime. I mean, this anime, this adaptation. It's such, in my opinion, I feel like it was very faithful. I know it didn't have everything, every single small moment everyone wanted, but I either didn't have the budget for it or they didn't have the time to include those characters in. That's just how I feel. But I'm glad we're getting a tease for Smoker. That's why I'm happy, so.
1: No complaints here.
2: So, season two. They're obviously gonna be doing season two, yeah.
0: Now listen, listen. Okay, that's what I was going to say. They announced season two like a couple of days ago and apparently the One Piece producers already announced it. they already have like the first, they already had the second season already written. They just need the green light to actually go and shoot it, which is good. So that means we probably can get One Piece season two in about a year and a half, two years and they actually start, well, once the once the WGA strike is done and SA, SAG, SAG, after. Um, so... The expectation here is What I'm sensing is And what most people online Are saying too Is that they're probably Going to do saga by saga They're not going to do Like a particular Just stop there So here's the challenges That come with The second season The next saga Is Arabasta uh, saga Which is Crocodile It's the big bad He's introduced by the What's the proper name Jason Baroque The Baroque works Baroque works Jason knows the name Better than me I just read it Um, Baroque works and crocodile is a big final antagonist for that saga and the reason why a lot of people will tell you oh just start there even though i disagree with it is because that's like the first real time luffy gets a taste of what it's like to be to be against a villain that has no remorse and does not care and actually is a seen boss. as unbeatable, a boss like Luffy has to try harder. There's no gum gum you can do to beat this guy. You got really this, this. will test Luffy's intelligence, it's a his strategy. Yeah. Before he had he, half of it In the actual. Yeah. In the anime. <laughs> like this, like Luffy was getting destroyed, and it was it was so great to see because as a viewer, you're like, wow, this is, and I'm not gonna spoil it, but like just overall, you just see how Oda sets up each villain. Um. Now, of course. Arabasta Saga be quiet Jason Uh, now the uh, Arabasta Saga introduces Captain Smoker who is the guy if you watched a full live action you see him with the two cigars and he puts the uh, cigar burn in Luffy's wanted poster and my assumption a lot of people are wondering about what's going to happen but I think Malcolm you know this too because I think you know at least a little bit in the future yeah I've been there Choppers introduced in this saga Mm Mm-hmm um And a lot of people are wondering. A lot of people are running with the hashtag now. Muppet Chopper. No. <laughs> they're running I with a mu- Muppet Chopper. <laughs> yeah. I would pay to see that. I, I have review. no idea how they're gonna adapt it. Some people are wondering <laughs> if they might trim the arc entirely, like the Drum Island arc, where you introduce Chopper. um Because I feel like this can't. I feel like next season can't be eight episodes. It needs to be at least ten to a, ten to twelve because there's so much so many more characters is introduced that I feel like if you really want to do adjust this, you have to do another two an extra two episodes to let it breathe. Two or three Which episodes
1: bunch, from Drum, Drum Island.
0: Yeah. I think I see two. Yeah, you're right too. Two.
1: Yeah. But um No, I agree. I agree. This is the only thing I'm gonna say. I'm surprised they greenlight I'm surprised they already have a potential season 2 in the works already, if I'm honest with you.
0: Really? Because the
1: price tag on this bad boy is huge. That's my biggest... That's... Million. And I already know that Like these Netflix original projects are not lucrative. You're not selling any subscriptions to people who already have it. Anyone who already wants Netflix already has it. So, I was surprised that I don't know. We'll see if they greenlight it. I think it would be cool to see. I was just surprised that it even happened, but I probably sound like a hater. <laughs> but not because of the value of the show. I think the show was awesome, and I think it was very well received for good reason.
0: Oh yeah, very well received. A lot of people and, and sign up before I let Malcolm talk. Mm, excuse me. Um, the thing is. I wanted to know, because I'm too into One Piece. So for me, I know I might have some bias here, I know I know I see some stuff coming, etc. So I wanted to watch some YouTubers I usually watch react who have never read, seen any content of One Piece before. And it's funny enough, some of them cried during a lot of these quiet moments. Some of them, pretty much all of them loved it. A lot of them was like, wow, that was actually really good. Some of them either cried a moment, some people cheered, some people were just laughing. It felt like for even for the casual audience, it hit with them, which is very important too. Because us hardcore fans, we're there day one, no matter what. But it's the casual fans that you really want to pull into. So, with all that being said, Malcolm, tell us your thoughts about what you predict will happen in season two. Even though you have no idea what happens after. No. Um,
2: saga. I'm going to ask a really stupid question to trigger every One Piece fan. Um, who was Mr. Zero?
0: Okay, listen.
2: Hey, hold, on, <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on. Is see? I just it, it did I lessons? did I say? Is it isn't it crocodile? Am I am I right? Jason got
0: this.
2: Tell me, I'm right. Am I wrong? No, I'm right. I don't I don't need your opinion. I know I'm right. I'm awkwardly saying I'm right. Yeah, you're right. Yay! See. I pay attention. I don't even like the show and I pay attention.
1: All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you know who Miss All Sunday is?
2: Yeah. That's, um... That's Robert, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, See? Yeah, I pay attention.
1: Yeah, all right. All
0: right, mm mm-hmm. What okay? So here's here's the thing you guys need to know about Malcolm. Malcolm doesn't watch anything. He just is, <laughs> he's just chronically online enough that he picks up certain articles and information. And I have a good that's memory. That's how he knows stuff that happens. And has a good memory. He doesn't watch any anime. He doesn't watch any TV shows. Nothing like that. I've,
2: yeah, so. I've never watched an anime in my life. Just fun fact. I'm yeah, letting you know. Exactly. But Only when I did, I got up to the point of um, Crocodile being introduced, and I was like. This is starting to get good. The first time I ever I was like, you know what? I think I'm interested in One Piece. And then I took a break and I'm going to like take my time, probably this winter, and actually binge watch it. But this is the first time I'm actually excited to see it. At least the anime. Um. So my question is, do you think that will be in the live action season two or no?
1: I think it has to be.
2: Introducing Crocodile.
1: I think it must happen.
2: Crocodile guy. Mr. Zero.
1: For them to cover this much ground in Season 1, and for them to not cover... Because there's no way to get into Baroque Works and satisfyingly like adapt it without getting into Alabasta. Okay. Because Baroque Works on its own isn't solid enough on its own with its like, climactic finish. In the same way like mm-hmm. Usopp's arc was not a climactic finish um, when they beat... Um, Axehan Morgan wasn't climactic to finish, but Alabasta was that bow. He's blue. Yeah.
2: Okay. So the door... No, I mean, our long fight
1: was bow. And then afterwards is Baroque works, Drum Island because Nami got sick because she got bit with like a bug that gave her like a fever that was going to kill her.
2: Dope. That, and then and that then whole that's, a, arc, that's why they had to that, find Chopper, right? They got to get But, it but it that dog. whole yeah. arc wasn't
1: just for Chopper. It was another way of even beyond Alabasta, continuing to show Luffy's resolve for his crew, because remember, he climbed that mountain barehanded with her on his back to save Nami.
2: Spoiler: That's literally the episode of one. Sorry,
1: your it's fault. Okay. That's, your fault. That's your fault. It is. Piece fault of it is, a of it is. I
2: don't. I don't care.
1: But again, you can't miss that. You you almost need all three of them because if you stop at Drum Drum Island, it's gonna feel like empty. If you stop at bro, Worse, it's gonna be even worse. You have to make it to Alabasta. You have to. I don't
2: so know that, if they're gonna. That's do it why it would be way, like, like ten
1: episodes. Like, ten or, or eleven. I don't know if they're gonna do it where they juke you out and convince you that like at the very end, like, you know, like oh like at the beginning of season three, we're gonna see the final finale. Like I hope they don't do anything like that. That would suck. But you need to get into it in some way, shape, or form. You can't touch Al- you can't touch Baroque works and not go to Alabaster. There's no way.
2: Okay. Well, then I'm
0: excited. Do for you agree, two. James? Oh, I just wanted to Google something real quick. So here's the thing. I agree with Jason because okay. So here, here's the thing. A lot of people had a cri- had a cri- uh, criticism that. Oh, because people really want the manga to be super explored in live action so they're like, oh, you know, season one you should have cut off where Son like right before Nami it, uh, right before um, it's a point where pretty much Sandy's arc is over and now the crew has to go after and save Nami <laughs> a lot of people are saying that's where the arc should have ended I think that's terrible, that's why you should not be a writer um Because there is no positive, like, feeling after that. Like, literally, you're just doing, you're just blue-balling me at that point. You're literally just, there's no resolution, there's no resolve. You're just like, oh, okay, we don't even have the whole Luffy's crew. And it's going to be, it's going to feel kind of weird and kind of tonally imbalanced, at least in my opinion, if you start the season two going after Nami. So with that being said, that's how I feel about season two. Whereas could you end it? At Baroque works. Like, when you're done beating all of them and the only one left is Crocodile. Sure. You could. Technically speaking, you ended a particular arc. But, you didn't really... I, don't, I won't walk away from it feeling like, man, I'm ready for season three. I'll actually exactly. walk away really upset. I'll walk away being like, those were the big bads? No, I want the big baddie. Show me Darkseid. Show me Crocodile. And if they want to play with the theory... That One Piece fans have been theorizing for the past fifty years that Crocodile is actually Luffy's mom. They could, or they want to, but don't worry, Malcolm. Don't worry. It's it's like it's like a it's like it's, it's a, shows, a joke theory. A joke it has theory to be. But it's a joke theory. But depending on how you know far what you, want you know, what show it, would never
2: do anything ridiculous like that?
0: <laughs> actually, what?
2: most shows would never do anything ridiculous like that. But Naruto—it's a do. fan theory. It's a
0: fan theory. It's a fan yeah, f- it's Naruto a fan fans theory, would never obviously. have that
2: crazy of a theory.
0: But I'm just saying, if you should. What if Orochimaru was Naruto's mom? They're like, what? What? That'd be stupid. That'd be stupid. Uh, Oh, so let me get to you. Okay, so the reason why I say I'd rather just end the Arabasta is because it just fits. You see that they're doing saga by saga, which makes sense. But the problem, though, is that if they do that, I feel like they are going to take out some things, maybe. Because you got to think about it. In the anime, that saga is 74 episodes, 74, 75 episodes. The manga is 117. That's almost like 10 to 15 more pieces of content that they have to dwindle down. So something's gotta get cut. And I think if they had to cut anything, it would be the Drum Island arc with Chopper. Because let's be honest here, I really care about the arc too fully. I like Luffy. If you keep Luffy climbing the mountain with Nami, show Chopper, show a little bit of that political drama. You can just, do a, little that just a little in, like, two episodes. just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. Okay, let's move on to the next point because honestly, I don't really care. And matter of fact, Malcolm, I, I hope I don't know if you're there yet, but even a little garden arc with the two giants. I'm yeah, like, I you just can watched maybe I I was
2: ready to quit watching One Piece. I was like, how do y'all like this show? We're <laughs> ninety episodes <laughs> in, and th- this all... was a filler episode. It felt like a filler. I was like, this this, first this first was all, a disgrace to
0: my. I actually like, don't know if that's in the manga. Don't, don't give me story. Black man, watch your tongue.
1: Exactly. I actually don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. That. That. Mm-hmm. What little garden arc? I don't know if little
1: garden is in the manga.
0: You don't know if it's in the manga. Uh, it probably is, but it's oh, probably it's just they no, just stretch it, right. they stretch it out. you're right.
1: because they come up way later in the
0: story. Yeah, probably just again.
1: Sure. So,
0: are they? Not? No, it is. it yeah, it is. It, little garden arc. It was only short. It's like only, it was only fifteen chapters. That was like 10 episodes, that was a waste of my time. <laughs> it was eight, it was eight episodes. That was episodes. a waste Chill. of my time. <laughs> Hater.
2: Hater. Yeah, that's not definitely like going to They're they, definitely I, cutting I,
0: I that's definitely not making it I enjoyed them. They're different, that's true. But yeah, they're, they're probably, they're mostly probably going to cut that. So they they're not making time. that. But that's why, that's why I'm saying, like, if they really want to, they can trim some fat on a lot of things to make sure we build up the crocodile. Uh, the one thing I will say I will do one in season two, though, is I do want them to focus on, because even though we saw, we saw Arlong earlier in this season and we saw him as like the, the mafia gangster, the kind of one collecting the the checks and everything like that. I feel like, even though he, I think they did a good job of introducing him early. So him at, him being a big bad, being a big bad isn't necessarily like jarring to see, but I think... With Crocodile, I think you need to show Him actually like pulling strings More, with Arlong, you didn't see him Pulling strings, he was just, hey I'm here, episode 3, now I'm episode Whatever, here I am, big bad Crocodile, he should, like every episode There should be like a line of dialogue or a scene Where he's interacting with the other uh, Baroque, Baric? Baroque? Baroque works Baroque works Characters, and some dialogue, maybe through A, a snail transponder or something like that Something is like, okay, there's definitely like a, a Mastermind behind all this and then is revealed to be Mr. Zero, which is Crocodile. So, that's my thought process. Honestly, I I just don't know what to do with Chopper. I think if they're gonna do Chopper, do it like from the Ted movie. Love it. Ted. Love chopper. Not, uh, I, it's not a bad idea actually. Just 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 do that and call. What about, him about him? his different forms?
1: Ooh. You you would have to cut. All of that out and that's a lot of the alabaster fights. they're actually gonna cut a lot of the
0: alabaster fights um, oh they hundred percent i think that I, th- I think the final fight will be at least just one episode full of it i think because here's the thing chopper oh malcolm you don't know this stuff but i'm gonna tell you anyway so i guess you don't care at all but um chopper has a lot of different power stats that cause him to change shapes and there's one that makes him like like super
2: big, big. yeah
0: um and I just that wonder, how would that be displayed reindeer. on screen? Yeah, that makes me wonder, like, with season with season two, with the, so- like, with the saga, how are they going to adapt, like, a giant reindeer that grows, like, super tall and is super strong? How is that going to be in won't. action? They probably won't. They probably will
1: only you think show up once They might only show one or two of the forms.
0: Do you know what they'll probably do? I think you're right. I think they'll show one or two forms, and they'll probably add in their own little lore of, like, limitation of, like, Oh, he can only do it a certain amount of times he can't do it all the time or something like that to where it's like he can't always They'll build in
1: it. some level of limitation to make the project Yeah. Without I
0: feel cutting like, it out. Yeah, because Mindy, they already wrote it so I wonder if they already decided are they going to keep Chopper or are they just going to scrap Chopper? I don't think you can There's no way you can scrap he Chopper. Is, he's important to the story even though he might be a side character he's important to the story when it comes to like medicine. Oh, Chopper's a side character. Stop. Don't start Jason. I'm not going to deal with you today. Uh, (laughs) um, but other than that so that's our season 2 predictions hopefully uh, the producers uh, it seems like they love One Piece so I give them my trust it's the same thing with James Gunn with the DC Universe you have my trust until you break it so we'll see how it goes alright any last words? Um, nah nah
1: man stay nerdy enjoy your stuff and uh, watch One Piece Mm
0: -hmm. watch One Piece Maybe.